and welcome to Inspo with ID. I'm glad to have you here with me again. Today we're going to be talking about medicines and health, how to use medicines properly. You know, a lot of people abuse drugs. Maybe you're taking less than you're supposed to take or you're taking more than you're supposed to take or using a particular drug for something completely different from what it was meant for. So these are the things we'll be talking about today. And I have a very special guest with me. He is the chairman Pharmaceutical Society of Nigeria, Bielsa State Branch, pharmacist Ronari Charles. You're welcome to Inspo with ID. Thank you so much. I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. It's a privilege and a pleasure being here. Okay. First of all, let's talk about um, the work you've been doing so far with the PSN. How far have you come? What has the Pharmaceutical Society of Nigeria done to help people um, know about medicines better, to increase literacy? Okay. The Pharmaceutical Society of Nigeria, Biasa State Branch, has been very active in the area of health promotion. Okay. We celebrate uh, World Health Days and uh, we take note of particular World Health Days and then we celebrate. And in the course of celebrating World Health Days, you know that those World Health Days, they have focus on different aspects of health. Yes. So um, we capitalize on that and then send information out. And these days that Social media is one means through which people get information and once they see information on social media and it's coming from a reputable source, they take it very seriously. So we take advantage of that. We put up information on graphics, put them okay. on social media about um, particular health matters. Yes, I've they, seen. Yes, so they read and then they get information. That's one area. Then besides um, social media, we do a number of campaigns and we get information across to the people like um, we did international day against drug and substance abuse yes. in june and it was massive although it was a collaboration with the state uh, committee yes. on health drug abuse prevention okay. but it was massive we provided information so besides that we also use other media media to provide information to enlighten the people to increase their knowledge on drugs and health, like the radio, we go on radio, some particular radio stations to okay. discuss. Well, that's been great. And I'm sure this has made a huge difference. It has made it made Yes, where it has made a huge difference because, you know, in the course of, like the radio, when we go on radio, people call, the calling programs and the phoning programs they call, and then besides that, sometimes when people see these things, find out, they reach out to pharmacists close to them that shows that uh, we're making the impact. Yes. They go into community pharmacies in the neighborhood and then try to clarify the, they what they hear <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right, so what are some common myths and misconceptions people have about drugs? And what is the correct thing to do? I've seen some of your um, graphic designs, very common ones. So can you talk to us about some of them? A lot of ways people misuse drugs. Okay. You know, in this society, in this terrain, the level of literacy is not uh, so much. And uh, that's a factor that affects how people handle health matters and drugs generally. Okay. 
Now, sometimes people think that children are half adults. So they will buy medicines, they will get medicines, a particular medicine, and then um, they will want to divide that particular medicine into two into because two. it's a child and give the child. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they buy capsules, open the capsule, then pour half of it. It's not um, like that. It's not supposed to be. So when in doubt about the information uh, concerning the drug, pharmacists are available to be consulted. And uh, such practices would uh, put the children at risk. A number of factors are considered when giving drugs to children. In fact, um, doses of drugs for children most often is, is dependent on the child's weight. Okay. Yes, even for adults, weight is a factor, but uh, not so much as in the case of children, children, because their organs are just developing. So the kind of drug that gets into their system has to be um, well tapered, such that it is the exact dose that that child needs that is going okay. to the system. You could have two children. One is three years old. The other one is two years. But the one of two years has a higher weight than the one of three years. The one of two years will consume more of a drug than the one of three years, wow. going by the weight. So people don't um, people don't understand that, and so they just give drugs like that. But uh, we're providing this information now, so people can be careful. That's and, very know, insightful. Yes, and you know you can uh, drugs are potential poisons. Depends on how, how you use it. Them. Yes, yeah. it will cause damage. It could cause good, either harm or good, depending on how it's applied. So the society needs to know much about that. And let me just add that sometimes, you know, these things don't happen in a day. An organ can be getting damaged over time because of consistent use of a particular drug. Mm -hmm. And then somebody just suddenly falls very ill. It's a cumulative effect of what has been happening, over, happening the years. Yes, over the years. Let me tell you something. There are some households that believe that prastamol should be a drug that should be given daily. Wow. Let me be very... Um, let me... Also, let me share an experience. This is my own family. My mother used to give my younger sister prastamol daily while she was growing up. I didn't know. And you know, the girl was actually, when you look at her, slim girl, not adding weight, yet she was eating fine. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know about that until the particular day my sister told me about that, that, uh, she, was, that she had not taken a prastamol for that day. You know, I don't stay with them now. I'm staying okay. So that she had not. So I was wondering for that day. Then I, I tried to ask, and then I realized that she was on prastamol daily. I told my mom to stop that immediately. Wow. And shortly after that, if you see her, she became you know, good looking, fresh, and then yeah. added some weights. Was you know, it, 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 the difference was there? The difference was clear. You can imagine being on and prastamol causes liver damage. Wow. Yes, it's one of the common drugs that can cause liver damage. So we should be careful even with drugs that we consider minor drugs. You know, people have this idea, yes, like you said, minor drugs. It's like a drug that is harmless. You can just take it as much as you want. Yeah, exactly. Because it's simple. Is it not it's ordinary not parastamol? <laughs> wow. They will even ask you, why are you asking me to take parastamol tablet two, three times a day? Is it not ordinary parastamol? Me, I take my own four times a day. Me, I take my... I even take... There are persons that have told me they take three tablets at a time. Ah. And even four. And I wonder, I have to correct them. Please, don't just undermine the, 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 the potentials and capacity of this drug. It can damage the liver. And then they take correction and all that. So these are things that...
we hope to continue to share with the society so that things can get better. So apart from paracetamol, what other drugs are usually misused? I know Ampiclox. Yes, it's, it's good you know Ampiclox. Ampiclox <laughs> is there, Amoxil is there, Amoxil is there. There the, are the a number of, of, of them. And um, I really don't want to go into the area of those substance abuse like uh, uh, tramadol and all that. Tramadol is also another problem in society. Um, it's commonly abused, and that one it affects um, the, the 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 brain in many ways. It causes a lot of issues with the brain, and uh, once the brain is affected in any way, once there's anything that either stimulates or depresses the brain, many things will follow. Yes, many things can go wrong. What are the common ways um, Ampiclox is misused? Some persons believe that Ampiclox um, washes the system. Mm. So they just go buy two cartons of Ampiclox and then take after sex. Mm. This is one very common yes. way Ampiclox has been abused. It's a society, one person tells the other, this is what I did. This was what I did, and it works. Which, in fact, which, what, what are you flushing? What are you <laughs> cleaning? What are you, what are you talking? This is, is, is not right. But then, because information in a society uh, spreads by one person telling the other, the other and we believe so much in the information that comes from a neighbor, a brother, and all that, because they believe it was given based on experience. Experience, most times, is not actually what we should consider. The experience the person is telling you, maybe he even has bad experiences that he doesn't want to share. But he didn't share with you, yes. yes. So he may, he, may, he may have taken it, had some, maybe some feeling of, of relief, but may not share a side effect that, was, you know, that came through that. And then this is a problem that would affect us even in the nearest future. When we take drugs like that, a drug becomes abused, like taking two capsules after sex for cleansing as some people feel, or to wash the system, or to flush, take it, and it, be it becomes a, uh, a part of the person's lifestyle. A time will come when the person is actually ill or has an infection. Let me be very specific, because antiplugs um, is an antibiotic, and uh, it's meant to treat infections. So if the person actually has an infection, a genuine infection that Ampiclox ordinarily should handle mm -hmm. in a normal situation. If it will work, because there's what is called sensitivity test, where a particular antibiotic that is best for a particular organism mm -hmm. is being tested and yeah. then it is based on that. So if, if it will work ordinarily, for that person that has abused the drug, it will not it's work. Because the organism is already so used to, so exposed to that particular sub-optimal dose, and then the organism has developed what is called resistance to the drug because it already knows the drug. This drug is coming. So they already have ways of fighting against the drug and they will destroy the drug and the infection will remain there. The person will not get well even when the person is taking the appropriate drug. So you see where the problem will be coming from. The prescriber, in the, it could be in the hospital setting, wherever, the right disease is diagnosed, the right drug is being prescribed, the right drug is being dispensed, and the patient is taking the right drug. Meanwhile, there is a problem of resistance that is already there. So, treatment failure sets in. And then the patient may begin to wonder, why am I not getting well? Yes. You have caused the problem already. So, these are issues that we face in society. And resistance, I can tell you, is a very big problem. It's a very big problem. We don't want to get into a situation where a person 
cannot respond to any particular that would be that would be very very bad and then of course the, the, um, the life of the person is at risk of course that is and then the end point could be death, death. when there is no remedy it's death so it's it's and and you know, we, we just have to find a way to see how we can avoid this antibiotic abuse in fact abuse of drugs generally not just yeah. antibiotics uh, thank you so much I hope that as you're listening, if you've been misusing drugs or abusing medicines in whatever ways, this is the day to stop it. This is the very day to stop it. So moving forward, let's talk about your magazine. You recently launched a magazine, Drug Matters. It's very, I like the cover, I like the design, everything. It's very catchy. And I know there's content, there's a lot of content in it that you want to share to the public so can you tell us more about the magazine and how can people get it they want to read through okay drug matters the like you said we launched a maiden edition and uh, it's a magazine that is not too technical it is for everybody because the information provided there are very simple for the understanding of anybody. The magazine, this particular edition, focuses on how to correct wrong information about a number of drugs and applications. Like if you look through it, you will see issues of penis, uh, penis enlargement, uh, penis enlargement, then um, um, applying bleaching creams, their effects. Okay how it affects a person and you know, information concerning those. And there's a number, there are a number of other things that uh, will be very beneficial to us about how to, they are beneficial to the society. So every, every person could just pick it up and then read and then get informed um, through what we have there. They are available in every registered community pharmacy in town. Okay. Yes, they're available in, in all registered community pharmacies in town. So you could pick them up then also uh, in the hospital setting, the hospital pharmacies, it's also available um, in the hospitals. Okay, that's nice. But because um, people, um, the community pharmacies are more accessible to people generally, they could just walk into any pharmacy near them. That's all. So that's you also, get it to buy a copy? Uh, yeah, if they want to buy a copy, they could, they, they, they could buy from, from those places. Okay, thank you so much. So you can go out there and get your own copy of Drug Matters. How much is it? The editor-in-chief uh, has direct control over okay, that. Um, okay. yes, so, so once they get yeah, there, they'll, they'll be... Yeah, the the okay. prices are right. there. Thank you so much. So what are your last words to someone listening out there, um, advising them about how to use drugs properly? What should be the process? You know, nowadays people can feel ill, maybe you feel feverish and you've gone straight to the pharmacy <laughs> to get drugs or medicine. So how, what's the proper way to go about it? And what's your advice generally? Uh, my advice is ensure that you consult your healthcare provider. Don't just decide and then you go to buy the drug that you have in mind. You may not get most often not get the desired results. The outcome you desire is that you should get well. Yes. And not just get well. That's why we emphasize on issues of uh, side effects. You could get well, 
but while getting well you could develop another disease condition mm -hmm. caused by the drug what we are interested in as pharmacists is to have you recover wholly such that you are free from the disease condition that took you there and you do not go back home with another problem or while you get back home the, the drugs that are taking care of one problem do not cause another problem that's why the pharmacies that would dispense drugs to patients would provide adequate counseling that's the that's what you find except except you are, it's not a pharmacist that you're interacting but you would always get counseling so my advice is to always ensure that uh, consult with the healthcare providers and ask questions. Once you get any drug, you can freely ask any question. Just walk into any registered pharmacy and then interact with the pharmacist. Accessibility is not is not a problem. They are yes. they are there. Just just do so. Thank you so much. I've learned a lot and I'm very sure that those listening also learned a lot. Especially when you talked about drugs are given to children based on their weight. I didn't know that, so now I know that. Thank you so much for educating us. It's been inspiring, impactful. Thank you so much for listening as well. You can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Inspo with ID till I come your way again. Keep using medicines properly. Don't abuse drugs. Thank you so much. Bye. Okay.